Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to our first episode of the Hollywood Half Hour. My name is Andrew Jacob. Before we get started, I'd like to introduce my co-host for this episode, my good friend and voice actor, Sean Burgos. How's it going, What's Sean? up, everybody? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Glad you could be here with us. Hey, man, thanks for having me. It's a lot of fun. It is And a this lot is of the fun. inaugural episode. Inaugural episode. First one out Damn. the gate. So Damn. we'll see how we do on Ooh. this one. Ooh. Ooh. So tell me, why do you want to do this? So as you know, you've known me for 20 years or 20 plus, 20 plus years, probably at this point. Uh, yep. I love movies to my core. Um, you know, when we first met, we when we first met, you and I talked about movies. I don't remember what it was because <laughs> it's been over 20 years and we're that old. But, but it's definitely <laughs> been the bonding thing, right? Yeah. It was definitely a bonding thing. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, when I was younger, like there was always some kind of movie on like i don't ever remember a time not opening the uh the entertainment center in the living room and just seeing rows and rows of vhs tapes and you know when you're four years old five years old you know your imagination goes wild you start pretending yeah, you're arnold schwarzenegger and the terminator <laughs> you take do it do it you get a cardboard box you turn it into the time machine from back to the future and then Uh-oh. you know 20 30 years later you're still doing all that you just brought me back. I remember like opening up because my, my parents had one of those, uh, those, those pull out like drawers where you have the VHS standing up. And I just remember every time I pull it out, it's like a freaking library of like adventures and it's like stories. Oh yeah. And ah, God, I just remember. And obviously, you know, we had, we had also some of our, uh, like <laughs> a pirated recorded ones on like the v- <laughs> those blank VHSs. So they're like, like, remember, I, t- I think I told you a long time ago, I had a recorded version of Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. from VA. It was an HBO. And it is my only version of the pre-special edition Empire Strikes Back. That's that's <laughs> a valuable relic at this yes. point. Like, you have a yes. true... I don't even have a VHS copy of pre-edited uh, Empire anymore. I used to, I but not anymore. It doesn't exist. They destroyed it. You've got you've got the one the one VHS to rule them all. Well, damn it! Now it's going to be out there. People are going to hear this. <laughs> Disney's going to come after me. Oh no! no. <laughs> hey, what's that? What's that laser dot on your forehead? Dang it! It's a predator. <laughs> oh jeez. So so what's the show going to be about, man? So uh, well, this this Hollywood half hour is well, it's about movies. You know for. For over a hundred years, movies have given us such a rich legacy of entertainment. You know, we we sit in a theater together, or we sit at home with our friends and family, and we share an experience. You know, the movies make us laugh, they make us cry, sometimes they make us scream, or they transport us to other worlds and galaxies far, far away, or different time periods. And I think on this podcast, we're just going to talk about those movies that gave us those experiences. Ooh, a nostalgia run. Nostalgia run. <laughs> it's gonna be that. And I, you know, and I think also, I think we should take a look at even some like the behind the scenes stuff, right? Oh yeah. Like, like when you told me about the Terminator thing about the shotgun, I had no idea. That that's oh, nuts. Yeah. How Arnold right? broke his finger trying to get yeah. that, that flip cock that everyone knows. Yeah. So Almost. they really had to. They had to redo it. Like they had a. a I guess props had to 
fix something with it? Yeah, they, so it o- could work. they oversized the lever on the on the shotgun. Like you can actually see it very clearly several That's different cool. times in the sequence where he flips it with one hand. It's a giant loop. And when okay. he did it with the regular stunt gun, he almost broke his hand four or five times. So they went and resized it just for those shots. And I'm assuming Arnold probably has giant fingers. I don't know. But dang, that's crazy. <laughs> his his fingers have a six pack ab. His fingers that's have nuts. a six pack ab, exactly. <laughs> so okay, I mean, yeah, I think be cool. We talk about that kind of stuff here. We're also going to talk about like the filmmakers of today too, and you know, uh, and also how they relate to like classic cinema. So the pioneers of cinema, man, you know, and uh, the reason why movies are still around today and why people are still making movies today. Exactly. Each one of us has had our own unique experience with a movie that we've never forgotten or has just stuck with us for decades or even longer stretches for maybe our parents or grandparents saw some old movies and they they told us like our first influences were, you know, our parents or uncles telling us like introducing us to a bunch of movies like I got introduced to horror movies from a very young age. From mm-hmm. an uncle of mine, <laughs> so <laughs> qu- questionable viewership for you know four or five years old, you know. But hey, you know you turn out okay. No. <laughs> yeah, you're you're okay, right? You're not twitching your no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. And they always like, don't tell your mom or your dad, right? They, uh, don't tell that's, your that's mom. What it was or you pretend yeah, you're covering your eyes at some point, but you're peeking <laughs> through the fingers the, the whole time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was eating it all up, man. My grandma showed me the the, the ninety two remake, the colored version of of Night of the Living Dead. So it was very gory, very gra- graphic, and I was like terrified but yes they loved it. <laughs> and i knew from then on i'm like okay i love horror movies and you turned out to be a total horror junkie completely very much <laughs> am. it's so, true so on that note to get this first episode going i have a question for you sean it's every oh, movie geez. buff's favorite question i know what it is i know what it is damn it what is your favorite movie of all time i called it no you know what <laughs> i'm out of here oh he's storming out <laughs> All right, I feel bad. I don't want to leave you hanging. All right. Ah, favorite movie. Favorite movie of all time. That is the hardest movie to ask anybody. Obviously, if you're a film buff, it's the hardest question to ask. But it's also anybody, really. Like, There's so many factors that play into that. Mm-hmm. Like, Are we talking all time? Are we talking about per genre? What, what are we saying? It, it could be if you had one single movie that hit you or if you uh, if it was a couple movies. That, let's stretch it out to that if it makes it easier. All right. Okay. Well, if it's a couple movies, all right. Well, okay. Well, maybe for me, just like growing up, okay? Like I remember I had these really, really awesome memories of like coming home from like, I, I didn't go to preschool, but like kindergarten and all that. You know, you remember kindergarten, you get off half day because you're a little kid. So your attention span is like a goldfish. Yeah, so you're yeah, home they, by lunchtime. They, yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. Man, imagine doing that now. Eight <laughs> to five, you're home midday. But um, for me, every day without fail, and honestly, I'd be pretty sad until I learned how to rewind the VHS myself. Um, if my mom hadn't had Batman 89, so Michael Keaton, Batman, uh, and Empire Strikes Back already rewinded ready to just for me to take it out of the box put it in the vhs and hit play and 
listening to that awesome sound when you push the clunky button and you hear the, the servos going and you hear the film rolls going. It's awesome. Right. Remember that sound? Oh, yeah. Sometimes you have to fix the tracking. Yeah. It wasn't quite aligned uh-huh. right with the drums. And oh, yeah, we were visual <laughs> oh, yeah. and audio engineers at a very young age. We had to be. We had to be. <laughs> These kids nowadays with their touch screens. Anyways. But um, so every day I would watch in the same order. Batman 89 and then Empire Strikes Back. My, my, my pirated HBO copy of Empire Strikes Back, pre-special edition. And I watched that, man. I'd watch it religiously. Like I was, I was right there in front of my, this back then my parents had the, like the, 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 the console giant TV and they, they'd put it, it was there in the living room. I'd sit down, crisscross applesauce, like they say in kindergarten and just watch it through and through. I think I remember mom, my mom even asked me, don't you get tired of this? <laughs> but most of the times it was just in Spanish. Apagalo, yeah, turn it down or whatever, right? But I just, I think those two movies for me, we're going multiple movies, probably Batman 89, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. And there was one more. Dang it. What was it? Oh, my God. Oh. Jaws, but because I thought, Oh, it's a cool, scary movie. So I want to be cool and like this, even though I was terrified by it. <laughs> I will. I to this day, if I go in a pool, I still think about Jaws. That does explain so, why you don't ever go swimming. I don't like swimming. I don't like. There's a shark in the water. <laughs> the community pool had a shark in it. Yeah, yeah, it was a different kind of shark. But anyways, uh, what about you? What about what? What is your favorite movie or fine movies? What is it? <laughs> So I always say like, they're not, you know, they don't have to be the greatest movies ever made, but I say these are my three most influential films to my childhood. You and I share Batman 89 with Michael Keaton. That one's on my list as well. Yeah. Terminator 2 is on there as well. And Back to the Future, the first one, the first Back to the Future movie, those three movies defined everything you'd need to know about me and my childhood you know i i don't know i don't think i sat down and watched all three of them every day after school i'm sure to my family it sure seemed that way (laughs) but (laughs) but i i I have this very similar memory like in, in our living room when we lived up north we had a giant entertainment system or an entertainment cabinet with a big drawer yeah open it up and just there it was i grab it put it in watch it and then as the living room gear advanced i was handed down the first vcr that we had which was like teeny tiny little single one bare minimum went into my room and i would all the memories i have are just my hands behind my head while i'm laying on my ground and i'm controlling the vcr with my toes so (laughs) what oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) i i mastered pause rewind stop the tracking buttons, all with my toes at a very young age. I never got up off the ground. I was just kicked back, having a good time. You lazy kid. I was a very lazy kid. <laughs> Explains a lot. <laughs> Jeez. Wait, hold on. In the 20 plus years that we've known each other, I never knew that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never known that. You never said that before. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Learn something new about me all the time. Holy crap. My God. Foot stuff. Huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> only for the movies dang what about volume knobs and controls like that 
Um, because I had I the, my parents' console TV. I had to get up. It was a knob. There was no remote control, so I had to get up and do, it. It was a clunky like clink 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 to go up or down in volume. You know, I I want to say my TV had the buttons on the side. They were on the uh, side. Yeah. So I couldn't, I okay. wasn't that flexible at a young age. So I had to, you know, crunch up and go and physically adjust the volume. Yeah, yoga uh, wasn't a thing for in our generation. No, so. it was not a thing for a very long time. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so those are my things. So what, so you say you watched Batman 89 and Empire Strikes Back religiously, religiously daily. So do you have like a first memory experience watching either one of those? And clearly it impacted you because they became part of your daily routine for, I don't know, what months, years that you had this <laughs> ritual. I, I'd say it's, it's hard to say. Cause like I said, this was like before I even started kindergarten all through, I was, while well, I was going through kindergarten. So I was like, what how old is it? Like that's what four, four or five? five. Yeah. Yeah. So I like very like very small memory. Like it's very big, uh, vague, sorry, vague memories of that. Like their core memories. I, I remember to this day that those were the movies, right? But I, I like I can't remember the first time, you know? I can't say I just know the excitement. Anytime I would put it on, I'd push that clunky play button on the VCR. And then uh, M- M- Michael Michael Goth, right? That's that's mm-hmm. who played Alfred. Yep. Michael Goth would would be there to promote because it had like the the um, it had like the the commercials before the movie, right? Oh so yeah. So he'd, he'd be like, <laughs> join the Batman fan club today and receive your promotional Batman T-shirt. So it's like, oh, freaking awesome! It was like that all black T-shirt with yep. the yellow bat insignia. Yeah. Right. That's, so, that's the box like, I clearly remember, which yep, is the, the yep. main poster for that movie. Yes, sir. Oh, God. I, I think to this day, I remember crying to my mom. Like, mom, I wanted, to buy, I wanted the T-shirt. <laughs> I, I, I never got it. I never got it. Actually, I'm wearing right now, audience, you can't see this because it's a podcast. I'm wearing a Batman insignia shirt right now, but it's uh, it's great. It's not the it's not the not the Michael Goff shirt. But um, but yeah. So I would just remember the excitement I'd have every time I play that movie. And it got to a point where I could quote it. Now, I to this, I, I wouldn't be able to do that now. But yeah, man, like I would quote everything that Batman would say. Only like the and I was it was like only the action moments, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the fight in the in the uh, uh, the chemical plant in mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie where he's talking with with uh, Jack Napier before he turns into the Joker. Right. The axis. comes. Um, Sequence. Yeah, Axis, thank you. Axis Chemicals, yes. Um, so I like I'd be able to quote that stuff. Or Jack Nicholson's monologues on occasion, when he's like in his uh, I guess the Joker's lair, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's talking to his girlfriend who's wearing that creepy mask. So like I'd be able to like I have vivid memories of being able to like pick handpick these little moments of the movie and just like sit there, little kid in my little four year old voice. Just like saying what Jack Nicholson's saying, and like it was so freaking cool. I did the same like, thing. I was always, yeah. I always had such a recollection of the dialogue and yeah. in those movies that I watched. Like I would, <laughs> I, I, I'm almost certain. Like, so 
I don't like again, I don't have a first recollection like experience. Like in my mm-hmm. mind, they've just they've always been there. That's that's the interesting thing about like those three movies. They've always been there and been a part of my memories, like in my childhood. And yeah. I just I remember like you, I recreated entire scenes of all those movies. Like I'd play like if it was a Batman Joker scene, I would I would have the dialogue <laughs> with myself. <laughs> in yes. my room by myself yes or if it was uh terminator it was the same thing like i had a little i had a, one of those little plastic playhouse tricycles yeah. oh yeah that, that was my harley davidson yeah bike and i would just go i stole my dad's sunglasses and, <laughs> and i pretended <laughs> i was i was riding down la <laughs> right you, what did you out. use for the thought of shotgun as a kid um what did i i think it was at that time, it was probably oh, I remember what it was. Remember those those green and yellow super soakers? Yes, the classic super. It was one of those. It yeah, was, you, know, you had to do best with what you had. So yeah, man. Oh, tricycle super soaker. Dad's stolen. I could hear Jack right now. Where are my glasses? <laughs> Where are my glasses? God. Oh hell yeah. Man. Yeah, and, it, and he had those big oversized Ray Bans at the time. Yeah, so it was the closest thing I can get to. Uh huh. <laughs> To look up that, like Artie. That's, that's what works. <laughs> There's a photo that's of that somewhere in the in the box collection. I, I'm sure I'll dig it up one day. It's gonna embarrass me. Dude, <laughs> find it, find it, find it. Man. I don't know if we ever like <laughs> we ever do a, a Patreon for this show or something. We'll be like, hey, if you pay this much, you can get this. <laughs> get a photo of me pretending to be Arnold, <laughs> circa 1993. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people will pay for that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ugh, I don't. Uh, I don't want to imagine people pay for that anyway. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So again, they're vivid memories, right? Yeah. They. That's the thing with movies. They they just stick with you. You know, if they have a powerful enough reaction, and again, yeah. it doesn't have to be a high art film. Just no. there's something in all these movies that connects with everyone. Like yes, it, when you're young, it could be just. For you, when you hear that Star Wars music for the first time, oh yeah, or just you're traveling through space and you have a laser sword, like for a four or five year old, that is mind blowing. Yes, it was. That's absolutely mind blowing. Or, you know, you're watching Batman and he's driving around in this cool car, and then he has a plane and he's fighting bad guys. Like that's the stuff that kids dreamt about doing when they were four oh, yeah. or five years old. Yes, they did, man. Hundred percent. Oh, God, you just brought me back again. <laughs> Dude, like I, 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 I honestly think I have makes sense why I do voice acting now, mainly because like I have like this. Most of my memories are sound related. They've always been audio related, and to this day, like I remember, I could still. I will remember the most obscure movie scores. I don't know who. I may not know necessarily who composed them. But I can get every single note just by memory. And it, that's that's the way my memory works. And I think that's why it may be why, you know, 89 Batman and Empire Strikes Back were so big for me. Also Jaws, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that dun, dun, right? Yeah, so, John Williams' ostinato music. Yeah. John Williams yeah. again for Star Wars. Uh-huh. And then Danny Elfman's, Danny doing, Elfman. Danny Elfman's yeah. legendary Batman score. Yeah, man. So, of course, you have these insane awesome composers they're like and they're in their prime at that point in time you know oh yeah so yeah you better believe man as a kid like that was it the moment you when the movie starts 
for Batman. And it's going, it's going through that. What was it like a, almost like you're going through caverns. It's like a cavern, but it's the, it's the actual chest emblem. Yes. It's the emblem Batman's insignia. Right. But man, once that music started playing, I was hooked. I was hooked. And then same with Star Wars. When it would it would be the HBO thing, there'd be some like crappy commercials with HBO, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's it's quiet. The screen is black. It's that classic Lucasfilm logo, right? It's green. Um, and I think I think it was no THX wasn't there yet. No, THX didn't come around till yeah. about the nineties when it That's got right. their first re-edit. That's right. So no THX. So there wasn't that terrifying freaking sound right yeah (laughs) that thing has always scared me in the theater man um it was just the blue text you know long time ago in a galaxy far away and then bam hits you with that score man that first piece of the music oh and you see the stupid scroll i love it oh i gotta (laughs) read i'm four years old i don't know what the hell it says i don't think i even read those until i was like 12 yeah man you don't give you don't care it's a kid like i I think there were times even where i i would get up go to the vhs or vcr and hit fast forward on just the scroll see i I never had to stand up i just had my toes fast forward and kept going Poor person who had to use a VCR after me. Well, it was my VCR <laughs> that was in my bedroom at the time, so it was oh, just me. Okay. It was just you. Well, that's fine then. But oh god, yeah, the music scores for those movies, and I think that again, why those movies to this day, <clears throat> if I'm going to consider what are my favorite movies, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. It might for me. I think what it is is the soundtrack and the music. I love them. I love them so much to this day, dude. I'm like I, I have like the, the the Spotify playlist going on, and I'm just playing like on random shuffle, right? Mm-hmm. My liked songs, most of my music that I, that comes on randomly is movie scores, like soundtracks, man. So it's just fun, you know. So so sometimes Rachel will come in, it's like, "What are you listening to?" <laughs> and I can tell her, "It's it's the gift of the Sissel from Braveheart, honey." <laughs> <laughs> It's James Horner, right? Yeah, James Horner. Yes, I think. James Horner does yeah. the score yeah. for Braveheart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, it's so funny. I don't remember connecting with the music nearly as much. I was, I was always connected with the action and the spectacle mm-hmm. of the movies, mm-hmm. which is interesting because, like, as I've gotten older, I'm like, I'm less and less interested in spectacle and more interested in like the other aspects that make some of the scenes. Like, there's all kinds of scenes where. It's a still sometimes an actor is standing in the scene, not speaking a word, but everything you need to know is being told with all the visual elements and the actors conveying yeah. all this emotion without even speaking. Like a really recent, uh, recent example I could think of is uh, the Joker movie that Todd Phillips did with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. So good. Amazing. I mean, there's so many scenes where Joaquin's just he's standing. He's it's a movie about yeah. him being a loner and by himself. But so, so you're you're an actor. So when he's doing those moments, like like what's going through your head? Like, what are you seeing that like the average audience isn't? God, man, I think you, uh, for that movie, one really poignant moment that really stands out where that happens is <clears throat> spoiler alert. 
Sorry, people. <laughs> um, when he's already committed the crimes and he is, it's that, it's that uh, unreliable narrator, right? Mm -hmm. Where he imagines, or in his mind, he fully believes that he goes to that, that neighbor, uh, yeah. uh, that neighbor that he has, right? Zazzy beats his character. Thank you. Yes. Zazzy beats character, right? He goes to her and it becomes kind of steamy, right? And mm -hmm. he, but this is all happening in his mind, but the audience is just like left to see him there, right? Him just kind of just there. Like I, I can imagine Joaquin Phoenix, like if I'm in his boots on set, just visibly going there in your mind. Like already as I'm thinking this, y'all can't see this. Maybe you could hear it. I'm like picking at my thumb right now, just imagining what it is to be in that standing moment to be at such a weird crossroads in your life, right? Mm -hmm. For his character, at least. And you're about to do something horrendous, but in your mind, it's all hunky dory, you know? Yeah. So, or he's just come out of this crime yeah. and he's felt uh -huh. alive for the first time in his life. For the first time. For the first time he's, he's, he's been, you know, it's, it's, it's such a, uh, uh, um, what I'm trying to say here. It, it kind of show, shows a spot, shines a spotlight on like the whole like mental health thing, right? Mm -hmm. With depression and anxiety. And obviously yeah. his character suffers tremendously from it. So <clears throat> you see that happening right there. This man's at a breaking point in his life. He's been numb this whole time, going in automaton mode. Boom. Feels alive for the first time when he freaking takes his first kill, right? Yep. Oh, my God. Like, to get there as an actor, like, it, that'd be the, one of the... In my mind, like, that's a role I would love to do because it's terrifying. You know, and he, you want to do the roles that scare the crap out of you because... Those are the challenging ones. Those are the ones you're going to grow with, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that are going to be like when you're done, you're you you're you're bleeding, you've got black eyes, you you're you're going, hey, yo, Adrian, <laughs> and you know, but you you come out scarred from it, but you're better for it, I guess, I, from an actor's perspective. Obviously, it could probably do some damage too. I'm sure. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot of times with these Joker characters where, unfortunately, the actors. Yeah. So yep, Jack well, Nicholson, he's still around. Jack so. Nicholson's still around and I, Joaquin's know, still around. Joaquin's still around. And yeah, it's, you know, unfortunately Jared's still around. Yeah, Jared's still around much to your, <laughs> much to your disappointment. I love um, him. What are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, you know, I remember when dark Knight came out and, you know, and the tragedy of Heath Ledger passing came about. Right. And yeah, I, I think this was a situation of someone, putting Jack Nicholson on the spot, like when he was out and about, but someone had asked him like, Hey, what do you think? Do you think, do you think the role of the Joker did this to Heath? And he just has to give an answer, but he's trying to just maneuver his way through a crowd. He said, I think he says something like, yeah, I warned him about it. And he's just trying to get away. Everyone's like, what did the role kill him? But there is something to be said about certain roles just put you in a dark space. And I think uh, yeah. Yeah. Heath was a method actor, wasn't he? You know, there was always, there was said, they, they did say that every once in a while. I mean, I, yes and no. I know for a fact, Jared Leto, he prides himself on strictly being method. You know, God, I love Jared Leto. 
But, but I think I think uh, his performances offset were almost more notorious yes. than his performance on the screen. Like, correct. I think he sent Margot Robbie a dead rat. He yeah, sent hell, bullets to uh, Will Smith, who played Deadshot in the movie. It was like weird antics. It's like, okay, is this really contributing to your performance on screen, or is this kind of like just? stuff you're doing to get conversations behind the scenes going and be like oh look what he did he's so into it <laughs> right <laughs> can you imagine like margot robbie opening this it'd be terrifying one dead rat yeah i'm sure I'm sure she's tough about it but you know it's like what how's this gonna help my character what the hell is this gonna do <laughs> she's playing harley quinn what's this gonna do for me plus not only that She's constantly working, Jared. Okay, she's, <laughs> she's constantly working it. That's what this is. This is pre Wolf of Wall Street, right? No, no. It's, post it's, Wolf of Wall Street was her, right. was her breakout. That's that right. Breakout Thank role. you. Thank you. See, that's why. That's why you're my friend. Because um, <laughs> I'm gonna forget. But she doesn't. What? What is that gonna do for her? It's not. It's not gonna do anything. It's not. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So. So those are those are your favorites and the reasons by them. So we, I think you and I share the exact same. I think we're perfectly in tune with yeah. why Batman's so influential to us. Yeah. Terminator and Back to the Future. Again, oh, ter- Terminator Two. It's so funny. Like I remember. So Terminator Two, I saw before I even saw the first one. Because in my mind, Terminator Two only ever existed. Because when you're four, three, four years old, you don't understand what two on a movie title means you don't know what a sequel is it's just nope it's just there it's the story but so i i was always attracted to the action and the spectacle you got this massive dude riding a motorcycle and he's protecting this young guy there's another liquid machine that's chasing him (laughs) yeah it's one of those things that just blows your mind you just you want to live those experiences i think that's part of that's the other aspect of it too is like these experiences impact you so much. You kind of want to step into that world and occupy it for yourself. Oh yeah. And, you know, I, you know, I did this. I think back to the future is probably the most, the most influential to my childhood. Cause it's, it's stuck with me. Even to this day, I have a wall full of back to the future collectibles <laughs> and random parts for a, a car that i do want to build someday <laughs> eventually it's gonna happen yeah it's gonna happen eventually just time time space and money it's the three things that kill any project <laughs> yes they do <laughs> but but yeah so like you know back to the future is one the one i can vividly remember the moment that I just seared into my brain it's like this is it this is one that's going to stick with me is the first shot you get of the car when it rolls out of the back of doc's van the fogs coming out of it it's like this giant like otherworldly machine rolling out you don't know what it is at first because like all these weird tubes and parts and it's rolling out it's like oh it's a car i've never seen a car like this before and then it just keeps going you have the kooky mad scientist that christopher lloyd just plays with such perfection i mean it's one of those things like you have your marlon brandos and uh Meryl Streep's and these ma- magnificent actors but there is just the character that Christopher Lloyd created was perfection it was absolute perfection and it's just his chemistry with Michael J Fox and it was like this dynamic of this old crazy guy and this kind of this naive teenager who's now becoming the world's first time traveler <laughs> you're like what yeah. kid doesn't want to go back in time and check something out and then me but, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you don't want to go back and change the past and risk 
at risk getting erased from existence? You know, when you put it that way, <laughs> not really. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Especially after seeing what happens in Back to the Future 2. Yeah, I don't think so. No. <laughs> All right. So I think that's going to be a good place to wrap it up. Sean, thanks so much for joining me on this inaugural episode of the Hollywood Half Hour Podcast. I had a great time with you. Yeah, man. Likewise. I look forward to the next episode very, very much. And (laughs) we got a lot of topics we can cover with this one. That's for sure. We have a lot to say about these movies. Oh, yeah, man. We got some fun stuff. We were already talking about it. Oh, I can't wait to talk about some of these subjects like horror. We got animation. We're going to talk about we're going to talk more about Batman. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you know what? Dark Knight's about to celebrate its 15-year anniversary. So I think we got a Dark Knight 15-year retrospective episode we got to work on. Ooh. 15 years in July. Insane. That, and that merits a rewatch, I think. Oh, absolutely. I, I'll watch that movie anytime. <laughs> so good. It's so good. well that'll do it for this first episode what is your guys's favorite movie tell us in the comments what your favorite movies are we'd love to hear your recommendations we might even watch them and talk about them on a future episode we hope you all had a great time don't forget to like and subscribe you can also follow us on instagram at hollywood half hour where you can get updates on upcoming episodes thank you again and see you all next time bye everybody